welcome to Living Out Loud. I'm your host, Valerie Fidan. LOL is a podcast about living vibrantly. Each week, I'm bringing you episodes with interesting interviews and guests in the health and wellness industry. This is a breeding ground for ideas and excitement for a balanced and inspired lifestyle. All the while, living out loud. Hey listeners, welcome to episode nine. This week's interview is a really exciting guest, the founder of Blog on Body, where we sat down and talked about skin health and what you're putting on your skin really matters. Thanks so much for joining me, Kristen. Thanks. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to share with my listeners a little bit more about your company, Log and Body. Um, for my listeners that aren't too familiar with what it is, do you mind mm-hmm. explaining what Logum is? Yeah, for sure. So, um, like you mentioned, my name is Kristen. I am the founder and herbalist at Log and Body Co. So, I create earth-based skincare for women who care about what they put in and on their body. Um, so I create a range of products for a holistic lifestyle, and I use predominantly organic plant-based ingredients in everything. So, Yeah, that's really great. I'm really excited to have you here because this is a topic that I feel so strongly about that people should really understand and know what they're putting on their body. Um, because I feel like a lot of people do such a great job about worrying about what they put in their body, but always mm-hmm. forget that our organ is our largest or our skin is our largest organ, and mm-hmm. um, things easily get absorbed. And so I wanted to know, yeah, so basically how you got started with Logum and mm-hmm. how did it all come about? Short version. So um, I've always been really interested in plants. I've always been creating uh, products, and about five years ago, I decided to make a simple herbal lip balm and like skin salve for my family and my friends and I gave it to them for Christmas and then they kept coming back and being like I want more and I was like all right well if they keep wanting it then there's got to be other people that want it as well so really clean products like just oils and waxes and essential oils and that's it like it's there's no preservatives in the products and they're really Uh, nourishing for the skin and I was really excited about that like how easy it was and how healthy they were for people like I wanted to be able to share healthy skincare with my friends and family you know and then spread that with others Um, and then I launched Logum a year ago after about a year of planning so I plan out my line I was working in the tech industry and working remotely online and I really was like stressed out and needed to make stuff with my hands. And so that was kind of when I decided to make Logum a business. Just a notion of, you know, having fun with my hands and making things. And then, yeah, it was about a year ago that I launched. That's amazing. I didn't realize it was a year ago. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. Uh, November 9th is the anniversary or birthday of Logum. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's exciting. I know. I am super excited. I want to do some kind of celebration. I haven't really thought too far ahead about what I want to do, but I'm really, I know a lot of businesses don't make it that far, you know, Mm -hmm. like a lot of people start a business and then they realize even just, you know, a month or two later that it's not what they want to do, but I've got visions for years to come. So it's exciting. It's a, it's a big milestone for me. That's so exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so when you first started, um, 
did you have an idea or um, is it something that you, I guess, learned along the way in terms of putting these different ingredients together? How did you go about creating these products? Yeah, that is definitely, that was a huge learning curve. Um, I started with balms and salves, which are really easy. It's pretty much just oil and wax put together and then essential oils if you want to put those in there. Um, but I took a couple different classes in herbalism and I'm in herbalism school right now mm-hmm. as well. So in herbalism, the foundation of plant medicine, one of the easiest ways to give someone plant medicine is in a balm or a salve. So something topical, yeah, as opposed to taking them internally, which is another way to take herbal medicine. But yeah, a salve is really common and it's one of the first things that you make when you start to you know, delve into herbal skincare. And so I started with herbal skincare and I started with the balms and the salves. And then I decided that I wanted to branch out into different products. And so it was just an, it was just kind of like seeing what I was inspired by, plants that I was inspired by, looking at other brands that I admired and like what they were doing. And then going back into my, I have an extra room in my house. So that's my little studio and like getting ingredients, putting them all together, like just practicing and trying and experimenting. Um, And since then, I've taken other courses on how to formulate skincare. So it's been, there's a lot of science to it. It's not just like, I'm going to go make this thing and it's going to be great. (laughs) There's a lot of testing and formulating and adjusting until you get the final product that you're really looking for. So Such an interesting process. It is. It's really fun. Yeah, I bet. I mean, just being able to mix these different ingredients and and trying to see what comes out of it and just trying to see what the final product is and this yeah. be a fun experience. Well, I try, so I'm very creative and I always have a list of products that I want to make, but I always have to like rein myself in and make sure that I'm staying focused on the products that I'm trying to bring to the my, my customers and my the target customers that I'm trying to reach. So it's not always like a shimmer bar or like a <laughs> shimmer balm or something, which right. is fun to make, but it's not something that I necessarily want to bring to my line. But that is part of the learning experience is trying those out and seeing how they work. But when it comes to my actual line, I think of, I, I talk to tons of customers in person at events and then also just online. And I'll start with, you know, I want to make something that is really good and effective for people that have oily or like acneic skin or people with really, I have really dry skin. So I started with all like dry skin focused products, but starting from that and then figuring out, like kind of working backwards and thinking, okay, what are the plants that work for this and what formulations are really going to help address these things? And so it is kind of, it's a journey each product is really like you start with what you're trying to address and then work backwards. So, wow, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's quite a process, it but is. it sounds like it's a lot of fun. It is. It definitely is. I think most products, I it takes me like minimum a month to figure out what ingredients I want to use and ordering them and then testing. And then sometimes I give them out to former customer or not former customers, but existing customers. Um, and have them give me their feedback mm-hmm. and be like, does this, is this good or does this, is this not working for you and why? So I like to include them as well. That's in the great. Just getting all of their feedback means, I mean, they are existing customers. They mm-hmm. love your line. And I feel like that's the best way to, to get that feedback as to see what you're creating or putting out there is yeah. going to 
something that they're gonna love. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's it's I enjoy it. It's definitely I like the process of relationship building and learning more about other folks because like I said, I have dry skin and that's just like a very small portion of skincare and wellness because for me logum is more about wellness in general as opposed to just skincare because like you were mentioning earlier, um, our skin is the largest organ of our body and mm-hmm. we forget that. And so for me, Logum is, you know, the products do help support a holistic lifestyle, but my goal in the future is to also um, empower my customers into making better overall uh, lifestyle choices that are good for them, good for their body, good for the planet, you know, make right. a healthy home, you know, a happy life. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all comes full circle. Yeah. I feel like if you're just nourishing yourself in one manner and not, and kind of skipping out the rest, and it's Mm -hmm. like, what's really the point? Yeah. I mean, at least they're doing something, but it should all come back full circle. Yeah. And I feel like for some people, what I love about skincare is that... uh, when I'm when I do events, I have a lot of people come up to my table and they want to learn. Some people want to learn more. Some people are like, yeah, I know what I want. Um, but I love talking to people about. Some people have specific ailments, internal in, internal ailments um, that don't necessarily manifest on their skin, but sometimes they do. And it's interesting because people will confide in me, you know, these issues that they're having with their health and um, those same health issues can have an impact on their skin. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of, it does all go together. Right. And it's not just, yeah, like, oh, I'm going to eat healthy, but that's it. Or, I mean, it's great to eat healthy, obviously. Right. Like, that's a good thing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, skincare is something that I think people sometimes forget about um, because it's tempting to buy, like, a $5 lotion at Target when, you know, getting something that's artisan made by hand is you know maybe three times as much right but you know sometimes it's more effective when it's natural mm-hmm. um and less chemicals because it's made in small batches and it's not sitting on targets uh shelving for right. a year before it's sold yeah and just touching on that um earlier episodes that i've done with my podcast just talking to different people about the same kind of topic about the cost value of something it's so enticing to buy something that is significantly less Mm -hmm. but you don't know where it comes from yeah or as opposed to not or as opposed to buying something that is made in small batches Mm -hmm. it's handmade you know what's in it it is going to be a lot more than that cheaper product but the way that I see it is that it's preventative medicine. Mm-hmm. It's a not preventative medicine, but a preventative way of living because at the end, you're going to pay that cost, whether it's up front now or later down when you have all these ailments and trying to put a Band-Aid on yeah. this situation that I almost feel like people should really take into consideration that when they're making these choices because... Mm-hmm. I would rather live a healthy life right now and not have these issues later down the road as opposed to living in the now and, like, using whatever. And then down the road, you're like, okay, well, now I have this huge medical bill because I'm trying to cure myself from ailment A, B, and C, and D. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I 
I did want to touch on that, talking about um, the importance of knowing like where your products come from mm-hmm. or the ingredients where they're coming from because like you're like you were talking about mm-hmm. um, it sounds like you really do source your products and your ingredients that you put into your into um, each of your individual product line. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that and how you find these different places mm-hmm. or the, who you source from? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I think it's really important to support organic farming. So I've definitely made it a point to source organic ingredients from organic farms as much as possible. So sometimes that is local, sometimes that is global. Um, I would love to grow some of my own stuff eventually, (laughs) but I haven't yet. Um, But yeah, so I get a lot of my products from, or my ingredients from Mountain Rose Herbs because they are really reputable in um, supporting organic and fair trade farming around the world. And they have these great partnerships with farmers. Um, And then I have some other suppliers that I get ingredients from that do the same thing. They get it like directly from the farmer and it's organic. And I think for me, that's really important. And going a little bit beyond like where the products or the ingredients are sourced from is telling the customer what exactly is in the product. So on my labels, it literally has every single ingredient that's in the product and what um, like the Latin name for each ingredient as well. So people know oh, wow. like, exactly which variety of the plant. Because, like, for example, lavender has tons of uh, varieties within that species. And they all do different things. And some are safe, for example, pregnancy, and some are not. I so, have no idea. Yeah, it's wow. really interesting. And so for folks that are um, so women, for example, who are pregnant and are looking for pregnancy safe skincare they can you know if they can figure out what uh, ingredients and the latin names of each of those are then they can find products that fit that or don't Mm -hmm. and yeah so ingredients definitely like where I source them from is important to me Um, and being able to support uh, some of my products in the future are going to be from uh, or the ingredients are going to come from uh, a farm in Washington. So, uh-huh. yeah, I'm going to start, like, doing more local stuff, but focusing really on organic. Like, it needs to be organic, but again, yeah, it ends up being more expensive, and it's expensive for me up front, and then it makes my products more expensive, but for me, I see that as a way to support organic farming as opposed, I mean, some of my ingredients are conventionally farmed, um, but the majority, I would say, like, 80% of my ingredients are organic. Okay. So I feel good about that and being right. able to support organic farms around the world. So. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, I definitely love using products that you also feel good about buying them from that, mm-hmm. from that company or from that brand or whatever it is, just because you know that they're being very careful and they really care about their customer and what their customer is putting on their body. For sure. And I think for me personally, since business has only been, I've only been in business for a year, I started with sourcing my ingredients from Mount Rose Herbs and um, some of these other suppliers because I didn't really know what I was going, like what Logan was going to look like in the future. Was I going to keep going? Was it, I was just kind of testing it in the beginning. Like, Mm -hmm. is this going to work? Is it not? And so now that I'm a year in, it's, looking like it's yeah a 
good choice and it's right. working out. So um, my goal, what I see down the road is actually creating partnerships with farms myself, like direct uh, relationships mm-hmm. with farms as opposed to going through Mountain Rose Herbs or other suppliers and having those relationships with farmers um, whether they're local or they're international mm-hmm. and being able to, I would love to incorporate travel. So being able right. to go, um, I use a lot of shea butter and coconut oil in my products as well. And so if I could build a partnership with say, um, a women's collective in Ghana or Uganda, cause they do a lot of shea butter there. Okay. Like I could go there, you know, and meet them and be able to like be on the ground because I love travel as well. So that is another reason why I started Logum was to be able to fit that into my life. Um, and then, yeah, like local folks here in Washington and Oregon, you know, working with farmers here. Right. So, that's exciting. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds really exciting. I, there's always that special connection, just knowing where they're coming from and just building that special connection with mm-hmm. the, the farmers and uh, building a relationship. It almost reminds me of the coffee industry here in Portland where you go to a lot of these different roasters and a lot of them do offer single origin coffee beans. And um, just reading on their website, you, you just read their connection with these different farmers that they source from. And it, as a customer, it just has me growing a deeper connection and so knowing that with Logum there's something similar I mean it's I'm sure that myself and other people that are using your products will definitely feel that connection as well yeah what comes to mind is it makes you feel good right like it makes you feel good to have connection that's a basic human need and yeah when you can have that connection with a brand, a company, and then the people behind it, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes people think that Logum is this big company. And even when I do events, people think I'm just a rep sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I do literally everything, the sourcing, the formulating, the making. Um, but yeah, like building those relationships with people one-on-one, that's how you grow a healthy right. business and life <laughs> and friendships and relationships. Well, you <laughs> definitely do have a great product line and you also your packaging and your website to the messaging, everything. If I didn't know you, I would have thought that you were a bigger company as well, uh, just because everything is so beautifully made and thought out of that you would never suspect that it was just a year old and yeah. you're doing everything. It's funny. Yeah, I I am excited for the future, especially this next year, because I feel like the first year is always kind of just trying things out and seeing what works and making those connections in the local uh, business community. And um, the second year, I've got, you know, more plans to continue doing all of those things, like working at events and and whatnot. But I am hoping and planning. Hoping is never a good thing. Well, it's a good thing, but I'm planning on growing more so that I can bring on more people to help me, you know, and being able to create a company that is healthy and pays people well and gives them access to a healthy lifestyle as a byproduct of working with me. So that's my goal. I don't know if it's going to happen in the next year, but that's what I see over the next couple of years. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a great goal. I mean, I can definitely see that happening and just, you have such an amazing product and yeah. you just have like this amazing energy to, uh, with, 
you have this amazing energy about you and um, I'm sure that all this will shine and um, where your company goes and when it does grow to be a bigger company, it'll definitely show in the company culture. It's, yeah, I am really excited. I've worked uh, at many different companies and learned so much along the way about what works, what doesn't, um, things to avoid doing, things that really work well. So I'm excited to put that into practice with my own business right. company. So, yeah. And so talking about entrepreneurship, yeah. was it a big scary step to launch this or do you feel because it did kind of grow organically that you've been comfortable with with how everything's been going yeah I feel like overall it's been kind of natural and starting Logum seemed like the most logical next step as I was creating products and sharing them with friends and family it wasn't I wasn't creating products to make a business Mm -hmm. you know like I wasn't that wasn't my plan it just kind of became a byproduct of that and I've always wanted to have my own business both of my parents are business owners and um, I always saw the flexibility to some extent and the freedom that came with having your own business and so I always knew that's what I wanted to do Um, so making that leap into entrepreneurship you know wasn't it wasn't difficult. I would say I'm still, since my business is still growing, I'm still, you know, working to pay my bills. I'm doing a lot of freelance um, marketing. That's my background is content marketing. So working with clients with that and yeah, just growing my business at the same time. And it's been working so far, but yeah, I would love to eventually be like 100% entrepreneur. And I know it's coming. So, but yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. great. It's a good balance for me personally to have the like, content marketing side where I can write because that is my background and then I can make stuff with my hands. Being able to do the two for me personally is a really good blend. Yeah, it's really exciting. I do see the, the connection when you are a creative person and being able to to do both um, and bring in that creative element to your business. I feel like it just it just fosters that creativity and motivation all around. Yeah, definitely. And I think that as well, like you said, definitely a creative person. Sometimes like so much so that I get a little overwhelmed, um, <laughs> even still, but Working in bigger uh, companies and learning how to stay organized and set goals has really helped me personally and professionally and with my business as well. So it's been a good aspect from working, you know, full-time jobs and then applying those things into my business. Right. Definitely. So I want to go back on doing good and feeling good about products that you um, put on your body, that you're buying, and um, all of that. So you, Logum gives a portion back to a nonprofit in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Um, can you chat a little bit more about that? Because that, that's pretty cool to know that you not only have this great product that you're going to feel good about putting on you, but it's also a product that's doing good for others. Yeah. So when I first, to go back to my background just for a second, sure. I uh, when I first finished college, I was working 
well, during college, I did a lot of volunteering and nonprofit work. And then when I got out of school, I worked for a couple nonprofits as well and social good organizations. And so I knew that there was this, it's not new, but I felt like it was more common to see um, businesses not just caring about making money, but mm-hmm. also giving back. And this was something that I was really excited about in creating my own business, like being able to give back as well and being able to choose where my money goes, you know? So I decided from even before day one that that was going to be part of Logum. And I decided to give a portion of online sales to Women's Resource Center in Siem Reap, Cambodia. And um, people always ask me, like, why did you pick that place? Uh, so at the time when I was creating Logum, I had a friend, a really good friend, who still lives in Cambodia, but she was working there. And she was just telling me about their mission, which essentially is empowering women who um, are either going to be parents, are parents, or just need um, some education in life skills. So, and then also men. So men are included in that. So they do a lot of positive parenting, educational workshops. They do reproductive workshops with women. And then they also give women business training on how to start their own businesses. So they do this whole thing that to me was very holistic and um, it's a very needed service as well in CM Reap. So I was really happy to give to them and I do a dollar for every online sale that and give that to them every quarter. and. Really, you know, an American dollar compared to theirs is, it goes a lot farther. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to really support and my customers are able to feel good about buying Logum because it's not only supporting me as a small business owner and supporting their holistic lifestyle, but it's also giving back to women across the world. So that was an idea that I had that was like, okay, it's, you know, Logum is skincare for women in the States, but it's also giving back to women across the world. And that was kind of, that was like the seed to it. So I'm really excited to continue giving. Um, I am giving to them now and I've given to them for a year and I haven't decided I might like switch my nonprofits every year or change. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. But so far my partnership with them has been positive. So that's great. Have you ever thought about in the future donating to different nonprofits depending on where you source your ingredients from? Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I haven't thought about that, but I i mean, a lot of my ingredients do come from, well, they come from all over the world, literally. Like, right. But that would be really cool because it makes me think of Stumptown does a similar um, giving program where they... Well, it's a pretty big giving program. I would love to do this eventually, but they give back to where they where they grow their coffee. There's like I think there's a school and a community center, mm-hmm. and like they give back to their workers in this like amazing way. Um, but yeah, that's an awesome idea. I would love to have it like a rotating kind of um, aspect to my giving program, so it's not just one and like potentially giving more as business grows and giving maybe like still giving to them still giving to women's resource center and then giving another dollar to another nonprofit. i would also love to support organizations that focus on the environment as well that's Mm -hmm. important to me so it's hard to choose right i don't want to have to choose (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's so many great nonprofits out there and 
different different types. So yeah, I can only imagine that it's yeah. hard to choose. Yeah, it is. It definitely is because there's so many worthy causes. So it's. I mean, I feel lucky that I'm able to give, you know, even though it's a dollar per sale, I would love for it to be more than that. But, um, yeah, I just feel grateful that I decided, you know, to be able to build that into my business model and focus on that from day one. And it, and I chose that, again, um, because of my experience in the past and seeing what worked and what didn't work at right. past jobs. And, yeah, it's... I feel like entrepreneurship is very empowering because you can really create um, the world that you want to live in. And right. if that thing doesn't exist that you want, you can make it. It's, That's true. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. It is really exciting. Um, I just love that, that with entrepreneurship, like you said, you can really create the world that you want. And I feel like giving back is definitely a big element that people either tend to forget or it's just something that they touch on very lightly. But I feel like it's so important because in a way it's kind of like showing gratitude for the opportunities that have come your way to create something. Yeah, for sure. And I think, too, it's it's interesting and I love how common it is now for businesses to be like, yeah, I'm going to give back at the same time. It's just going to be part of my business model. Um, and I feel... It really got um, popular when Tom's started, when they did the one-for-one. One. Mm -hmm. And so now I see it all the time. Um, and I know some people are like, oh, that's lame. They, like, copied Tom's. I'm like, it's amazing. Like, yeah. they're giving back, and they don't have to do that, you know. Right. And it's still common for businesses not to have any amount of their profits go to nonprofits or to organizations that are making the world a better place. Right. So, <laughs> which I feel like for myself as a consumer, that makes that plays a big factor on whether I'm going to support that company or not. I want to know if they're doing their social good, their part in doing something that's socially good and helping other others around the world, especially like larger corporations because I feel like they're the ones that are fueling all of these different inhumane ways of living and ways of life that aren't exactly fair. And so for myself, I I definitely take that into consideration when I'm making a buying decision because I want to feel good about this product as well. Yeah, I think that's a very unique thing uh, that's becoming more common now, you know, and right. being able to have choices and being able to say, okay, this corporation gives, maybe they give to a, a cause that you personally don't align with. Right. And maybe it's something that's not, um, to, in your eyes, a good thing. And you can say, well, okay, I don't need to support them then. And then right. you can, we are lucky to have choices for sure. Right. So. Yeah, it's really interesting. I feel like there is this growing trend, especially with our generation, that we actually are a lot more thoughtful and care about where our products are coming from and we're more willing to support local people, we're support, supporting local businesses and kind of shying away from the big, big box brands and all these major brands. And it's funny, I thought, I always thought that it was just maybe a West Coast thing and a very Portland driven thing. But then just traveling recently, I realized that it's not just us here in the U.S., it's everyone around the world. And it's funny, I feel like over time it's kind of grown from like this hipster trend to this is just this is just what people want. This is people care about the 
their products and they care about where they're buying them from. I totally agree. And I think it's important to remember that at least with the United States, um, when, when people came to the States, I could go on a tangent right now. I'm not going to go on a tangent. Okay, let's keep a focus. Yeah. <laughs> when people immigrated to the States and decided that they were going to come here as like the new world. Um, and those people were entrepreneurs, right? Like they came here and they started businesses and that's what they did. And they, um, in each town, you know, there was like a cobbler and there was, you know, all these, these things that still proliferate today. And I think that this idea of supporting local is really not a new thing. It's, I feel like it's coming back around though, because over the last, I don't know, I would say a couple decades, you know, Walmart has been exploding and expanding everywhere and Target and McDonald's and all of these huge corporations. But I think it's a good reminder when you do travel and when you do go into these smaller towns or you just go down to your own downtown street and realize that there is a, a person or a family that owns these shops that potentially could go out of business because of these larger corporations. And so I think it is really important to support those folks. And like, if you have a choice between supporting them or supporting Target, try to support your local people because yeah, you'll probably, if you're buying, for example, printer paper and you could get it at Target for $3, but you could get it from your local person for five, you know, it's, I really do think that you're voting with your money. And so Mm -hmm. being conscious about where your money is going, what it's supporting. I would say that not all corporations are bad. Um, I prefer to shop local as much as possible and support, you know, local farmers, um, but sometimes those big corporations are doing really good things for the community as well and giving back a portion of their profits as well. So it's better than nothing, but yeah, I'm not going to go on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, yeah, it is very important to, to support local shops yeah. and business owners because ultimately, if we don't do that, then these larger corporations are going to come in and then it's going to change the culture and landscape of the city no matter where you are. And I... I don't want to walk down the streets in Portland and have like, you know, Target and Walmart and all these like different things. I mean, that's going to change this area and what Portland is. So at least that's what I think, even though that's probably like an extreme thought. I always like think about that because it's like I love going to like the the smaller shops here. I love like getting to know like where I'm going into and getting to know the people that work there. Yeah, I think that. For me personally, with starting my business has made me much more aware of other small business owners and really wanting to support them. And over the last few months, I've been doing a lot of um, outreach because I'm uh, pitching to put or to get Logum into shops around the states. And I've got a few stockists, um, but I have found so many amazing shops that I didn't know existed just by searching, you know, like lifestyle boutiques in Portland and there's so many and places that I'm like oh my gosh I didn't know about these places at all until you know until now um but yeah I think supporting those people those are and, and I feel the same way about Longham is you know it's just me and it's a dream of mine and these people that start these small boutiques you know it's their dream as well and it's their ability to give back to their community and they make 
I mean, that's a pretty big sacrifice to make as well when they could have potentially worked in, like, corporate and made right. a, a lot of money or whatever. Um, and they decided to open a little boutique because they wanted to, you know, put together a collection of the things that they love and bring that to their community. So, right. yeah, I feel like shopping local and doing it as much as possible, even if it's just, like, especially because Christmas is coming, mm-hmm. go support your local people. Like, even if it's just buying a card, from a local shop right? or like some candy or I don't know, nail polish or like just something when you're going to buy gifts for your friends and your family, go in and support those people as right. much as possible. No, it's yeah. so important. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking about local, um, earlier you, uh, before we started recording, you were yeah. talking about um, the different places where you're going to be in these coming months. Yeah. So do you want to uh, share a little a, bit about? Yeah, <laughs> give, a, give a list. Yeah, sure. So, um, I guess this depends on when this goes live. But on Friday, November third, I believe I will be at the first Friday market in Vancouver. You can probably just—it's brand new, so you can find it on Facebook or Google, and then. I'm doing a DIY uh, Northwest Forest Basalts and Coconut Coffee and Cinnamon Sugar Scrub wow. <laughs> workshop at Thatcher's Coffee on November 9th from 6 to 8.30, or 6.30 to 8. And then I'm doing Crafty Wonderland, which is the classic Portland event every year. They do... Um, a spring show and a fall sh- or a winter show so shout out to them because they're amazing and then I'll be also at Renegade Craft Fair which is in Portland going to be I believe the 23rd or 22nd and 23rd of December so all you last minute shoppers in Portland come on <laughs> out is at Pure Space okay so that'll be fun when's Crafty Wonderland? Crafty Wonderland is December 9th and 10th I believe let me just double check. Sure. Yeah, these are all different great events that are coming up in these next two months. That I'll definitely add these in our show notes and link back to them and um, make sure my listeners know where to come stop by and say hi and get to know your products and, yeah. and you. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, so Crafty Orleans the 8th for like a pre- uh, shopping thing for people that have to get tickets. I don't know how you get the tickets though. Probably huh. just from them directly. And okay. then the 9th and the 10th, um, same thing. You can Google it. But it's another great way to shop local, what we were just talking about. It's all small makers. There's no corporations there. There's no like big companies that are that have a booth. Like it's all small makers overall. So it'll be a good time. Renegade should be the same. Um, and it's a perfect time to give love to the people that make stuff around Portland. Right. Now, I definitely love going. To, <laughs> I definitely love going to these events uh, just because, yeah, you do get to meet a lot of local makers, and mm-hmm. you learn about these different different uh, products that are out there, and you get to meet the people that actually are like the face and the people that are making all these products. Yeah, exactly. It's super fun. I personally love it as, I mean, even when I wasn't vending at these events, I loved going to them and meeting people. And as a vendor, you get to, you know, support your fellow entrepreneurs and makers. I always love seeing what people are doing. 
Um, and when I find something that I love, I buy it. I'm like, yes, I need this in my life. Um, but yeah, it's a great opportunity to build those relationships as a consumer with the brands that you, you know, might just only see online. Right. And yeah, you can see the people behind them. It's a cool experience. So you also have a few different uh, events coming up where people can actually come by uh, and meet you. And also, if they've never heard or tried your products, they can come come try them out. Yeah, for sure. So I, um, I'm doing a couple different kinds of events coming up. I On the 9th, November 9th, I'm doing a um, DIY Northwest Forest bath salts and a coconut sugar scrub class and it's going to be hosted at Thatcher's Coffee in Vancouver and it's going to be super fun. I'm excited to teach folks about how to make skincare at home and from things that you can just find at the local store and so that is going to be on the 9th and then I'm doing a bunch of markets coming up and the two biggest ones is Crafty Wonderland on the 8th, 9th and 10th of December and then Crafty One or Renegade Craft Fair on December 22nd and 23rd. So perfect for those like last minute Christmas shopping. And yeah, it's gonna be at Crafty and at Renegade. It's all small, like local businesses that you'll be able to meet the makers face to face and support local, especially right before Christmas. Like literally supporting local during that time is the best thing ever right and it makes it makes our lives so like happy during that time because we've been working all year you know to to get to that point it's like a big retail time and then yeah you can find some really awesome gifts for your friends and family that are from local folks so right it's a good place to go and these yeah. uh, markets are a lot of fun to, to experience. Because like you said, yeah. you get to meet a lot of the makers that are, mm-hmm. are local. And um, it's just such a, it's a fun way to also get into the holiday spirit. It's definitely festive. Yeah. And yeah, I would recommend going to either one if you can. And yeah, they should both be really fun. And I think Crafty Wonderland has something like over 200 vendors. And I'm not sure about Renegade, but it's probably about the same. Okay. So you'll have a lot of choices and see a lot of really cool stuff. Um, and yeah, definitely get into that festive spirit. It's it's going to be good. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so your workshop, um, will you have any more of those coming up? for people that can't make it? Yeah, so I don't have anything planned at this moment, but I'm planning to do more educational workshops on what I call an earth-based lifestyle. So um, I am planning to do a partnership and class at Tendu in their space. I'm planning on something in the new year, in January. So I haven't quite decided what I want to do yet as the class, but um, definitely going to do something there, which will be fun. Um, And yeah, planning to just do workshops that aren't just on DIY skincare because yeah, you can go on Pinterest and get inspiration there. (laughs) And, um, that's really, it's cool though, because you can do those things with your friends. And then if you want, like come to one of my events and we can do them there as well. But I'm also going to do more like holistic lifestyle workshops as well that focus kind of like what we did last it it was in March now we're at my house we did the flower mandala (laughs) and set intentions I want to do something like that in the beginning of the year so yeah going to be doing lots of workshops and the best way to stay up to date on what I'm doing is if you go to logambodyco logambody.co 
notes um, and then go to my events tab. Okay, you can see all the things that I'm doing. So, and where can people follow you? You're on Instagram, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. So at Logan Body Co. Um, on Instagram, Facebook, and then website is logonbody.co. Yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you so much, Kristen. It was really yeah. great chatting, and hopefully you get a lot more visitors to your booth that are inspired to, to live a holistic lifestyle. Yeah, thanks. It's been fun chatting, and I'm excited to see how things grow. And, yeah, we'll have to chat again yeah, sometime soon. Yeah, we definitely soon. will. Yeah, <laughs> cool.